1: So welcome to the good community. We're nonprofit professionals, philanthropists, world changers, and rabid fans who are striving to bring a little more goodness into the world.
0: So let's get started. Happy Friday, Becky.
1: Hi, everybody. So glad you're here.
0: So not only is Friday, but we're also going back to kindergarten.
1: I love kindergarten. It was such a happy time.
0: Well, we've been hearing from you all and just loving that these conversations, we've taken a Friday series to talk about donor engagement, kindergarten style, because we just really believe that some of these basics, some things that just seem simple or elementary that we learn in kindergarten really can be applied to the most progressive nonprofits that are making a difference right on the front lines. And so today we're diving into one that we all know and love.
1: It's sharing, sharing equally. And I just have this image in my head when I think about kindergarten and sharing of a cookie being broken in half and how kids fundamentally understand that if one piece (laughs) is just a little bit bigger, then it's not exactly fair. And those time-honored values are something we recognize as adults. And we've been having really interesting conversations about why these kindergarten principles matter in business. And we're here to say not only only do they matter, the principles are upheld in the greatest nonprofits who are having great success right now. We have the case studies to prove it. And it's really about showing up as a great human, recognizing injustice or things that are just not equal and making them equal.
0: Yeah. So that's the perfect kind of segue. You know, today we're going to unpack this concept by looking at the principles that kind of support why sharing is so important through all the different aspects of development. And then we're going to throw some specific case studies. So there's gonna be some episodes you can go back to if you want to have kind of deeper dive into some of these cool things that we're sharing that are happening right now, post pandemic, what is working right now. And then we're going to round out with some pro tips because everybody wants to be able to take action. And so we hope that by the end of this conversation today, that you'll feel empowered to go do something specifically today.
1: And so if you've spent any time in the We Are For Good ecosystem, we use the hashtag sharing is caring all the time because we really believe in the democratization of good work. And what we mean is we don't think that We Are For Good is the end-all be-all Of information for you to do more for your mission. We want it to be a tool. We know that there are a lot of people out there that have great resources, great insights, and we're all about sharing what we know because at the end of the day, we just want your missions to grow. We want you to have more success. We want you to raise more money. And so we're talking about just what happens when the power of radical transparency comes into an organization and what happens when we start sharing lessons learned with others to fuel our great work. So John, where do you want to start?
0: It's like, I hope all these conversations always just create a moment where you can go back to the team and just like have a conversation about it. We're not saying that all these things across the board are always bad or always wrong. It's not binary like that, but I think it's worth the discussion to say some of the practices we have maybe making us have to work a lot harder and blocking us from having the biggest movement possible because of just some age-old practices of not sharing things that are just shareable by nature. And one of the things that I think of is hoarding good news for just our most premier of donors. You know, this is a moment when... Information is not the scarcity. It's people's attention. We need content all the time. So if we're having to work double duty to find extra content or stories that are only going to go to a small group of people, when it's directed, connected to your mission, to the values that you're trying to uphold... Why are you holding those back when they could be that connective tissue to bring all new people into your organization?
1: I love that you brought in connective tissue.
0: I know it's kind of gross. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's great though, and I love that we're kind of hitting these things square between the eyes because I'm about to hit one that may get rotten tomatoes thrown at me from frontline fundraisers. <laughs> but this concept of hoarding donors—how many of of you out there have had a gift officer say, "No, you can't talk to them. They're my donor." I mean, I have heard that so many times like in my playground. career. It, it does like sound playground. like the Playground. playground. That's yeah. my friend. And the reality is, a donor doesn't belong to anybody. No gift officer, no one person. This is someone who's connected to the organization. So just because they're in your portfolio does not mean that they're yours. What would happen if donors learned, you know, the names of lots of people on our staff? They came to know a lot of us. It will create a richness within the fabric of the culture of our mission. And I think you kind of block the organization's ability to understand a donor owner's heart for their mission. If they're only connected to one person.
0: Yep. Preach Becky. And this is one I think just happens naturally. And something that we would love to really encourage us all to look at is when, a when a transformational gift comes in, it's, it's so natural to point to the gift officer and send them the kudos and celebrate kind of rally around them. But development is such a team sport and you have to acknowledge and spread some of that um, you know, camaraderie love, and yes. love around because it's only possible because of so many steps down to like the transactional steps at the end that make it worthwhile. And this is the kind of stuff when we're talking about kindergarten, pulling together and getting these things right. Everyone feeling to be part of a team with shared values, shared vision. This is what's going to create an internal culture that creates a really dynamic place that people want to be a part of.
1: And just think when people are sharing with you, they're sharing information, they're sharing insight, you feel like you're connected to them. I mean, we just had this conversation about playing nicely in the sandbox with our second episode, and it was about how do we get together and have these internal teams and partnerships. So we want to roll into principles, and that is a great transition to just talk about. The first one is sharing knowledge and wins with your internal team. If you learn something about a donor, about a foundation, if you learn about who's in a campaign in your community community share that information with your team find a time to share it don't just drop it into a contact report it within your database or keep it within your own little head it's like share that knowledge because you will never know if somebody is answering the phone and that donor calls and they have some insight that they could use i mean i just think of the way that that could be shared among other people share the knowledge and wins with your team
0: and I think it's also really critical that we figure out how we're sharing back with donors, the activity that's happening. You know, you've heard us probably riff about, it's not just about growing donors. You're trying to galvanize and grow believers that philanthropy can be transformational through your organization. And the best way to do that is to really show somebody and connect all the dots for them. So just giving one piece of the story, maybe the item that was purchased is only one part of the story. The story really just begins at that, but telling the next piece of of it, the family, the generation that was affected because of that piece of equipment. It's like, how can you use sharing at all levels to further deepen people's belief and love and passion for what you're doing?
1: Oh, that was a really good one. And I just see the seeds that are planted as you're continuing them along this donor journey that we talk about very often. And so the next one is share authentically. And vulnerably, and this is the new currency right yeah. now in the world is people who are showing up as real human beings, people that we can relate to. So when you pair authenticity with this radical transparency, you give your community a glimpse into the real vulnerable you. And that's who they want to see. They don't want to see a polished button up corporate giant. They want to see a human being because that's who they're giving to. They want to give to missions. They want to give to faces and people. And if you can show up authentically, that's when your passion and hearts align to build a radical community that will rapidly gather and expand for good.
0: Okay. And this principle of sharing, I think it's just so practical sharing processes that work. You know, there's a lot to making a really well oiled development machine, and there's different parts of your team that are focused on different aspects of it. As you find success as a team, it is so huge to be able to share that. Mm-hmm. And I think celebrating the small wins, this is a great way to circle back to what we talked about in the lead in was this is a way to celebrate everybody on the team. Maybe it's not always tangibly raising a gift, but figuring out this really cumbersome process that's going to like make a lot of people's lives better, that's absolutely something to to celebrate and there's no competition in this. It's like we can all find things to celebrate and share and just create this culture of sharing internally. And externally.
1: I know and when I hear words like competition or I hear like hoarding donors it's like what I'm really hearing is I have an ego in this. Mm. I have control in this one thing. And we're saying that if you can just kind of check your ego at the door open your arms, open your heart, open your processes, we actually think you can scale faster and you can connect more deeply. So we had a really amazing conversation with our dear friend, Vic Harrison, who is the co-founder of a little charity you might know called Charity Water. And she is truly the godmother of monthly giving. We had a great episode with her where she walks through monthly giving. It was episode 118. But I love what they do with the spring, which is their monthly giving program. And Vic talks about our goals are really to bring donors in so they feel like they're a part of the organization from the inside. And she says you have to have a constant lens on building that relationship and you can't let that go dry, which is such a great water pun right there, (laughs) but they do such a great job of making people who are in the spring, even with a very modest gift, feel like they know exactly what's going on with the organization. They do that through events that are specific to the spring where they are communicating all the time. They do it through marketing. They do it through email and digital. And I just think that is a really great example to look at. It's somebody who is sharing everything that they know and their community is eating it up to the tune of more than $20 million a year raised from their monthly donors alone.
0: Yeah. And those people feel community. I mean, because we've met so many people that just talk about it. Like they bring it up because it's so much part of their identity. So I think that's such a great example.
1: Taking a quick pause from today's episode to thank our sponsor, who happens to be one of our favorite companies too, Neon One. Neon One provides software solutions to growing nonprofits, but they really do so much more than that. They're also incredibly passionate about creating community in the social good sector. We believe in the power of community. We've seen the greatest philanthropic movements happen when people work together to achieve common goals. Neon One can help you do just that. They created Year In Giving Connections, a community that brings fundraisers together and empowers them to learn from each other's experiences. With weekly checklists and an active Slack community, There's no better way to prepare for your year-end success. Want to be a more connected fundraiser? Join their community today at neon1.com backslash weareforgood or follow the link in our show notes.
0: You know, we're huge Brene Brown fans around here. So
1: Brene, please come on our podcast.
0: Yep. You're on our dream get list. But she talks a lot about vulnerability. If you've not dug into a lot of her books and work, I mean, there's so much there to unpack. But something I thought that really felt poignant for this conversation today about sharing is just about creating a safe culture where innovation can really thrive. And, you know, we believe nonprofits need to step more into thinking like a business. And part of that is innovating. And if we haven't innovated in the last two years, you're desperately behind. But to create a place, that true innovation can happen. People have to feel safe to try, to fail, to iterate quickly and sharing that entire way and not doing that off in the corner, but doing that in the open and in celebration. And part of the celebration is that we're gonna fail and that's part of it. But if we don't create the culture, if we don't create a place where people can feel safe to do that, then it's innovation is gonna be impossible. And so I think this has gotta be a cornerstone Leaders, I'm looking at you. Are you creating a safe place for that where people can share about the struggle that they may be having? or this crazy risk that's probably not that crazy if they're listening, if you listen to the listen episode.
1: And I think the failure point that you just made is a really important one, because I think people think failure is just this very heavy weight of, I have not succeeded. I have lost in life. And there's this concept around failing up. Mm -hmm. And if you have a culture where it's okay to feel that you can fail because we're going to learn from that and we're going to grow and we're going to get better based on that. That is what the great entrepreneurs of our lifetime have done. They continue to iterate and keep trying stuff. So we're just here to cheer you on, to try new things. This is your moment. Okay. So we're going to get into a couple of case study examples of it. people who are sharing beautifully and, and doing really incredible things in their nonprofit. And the first one I want to lift up is Team Rubicon. Now, if you don't know Team Rubicon, I I want you to go and Google them because it is really an extraordinary organization that takes our vets um, and our veterans go, get in on a natural disaster, they are there on the front lines, they mobilize because they've been literally in war zones, in combat. They have seen how to mobilize in with the most barest of resources, um, which I don't even think that was grammatically correct, but you know what (laughs) I'm saying. And they do all these things that power their volunteers. And the volunteer is the most important person in their organization. So here's a couple things that they do to share their information and to give the volunteer um, really the spotlight. They, They host these quarterly live stream events for their monthly donors called the Support Squad. And it can be hosted by the CEO. And they go in and they... Just talk to monthly donors. They talk to people that are in the field. They talk to volunteers through Q&A, and people feel like they're actually on the ground, and they actually see what's happening in these natural disaster areas. They also have a theme of commuting the impact of unrestricted monthly gifts, which I think is super progressive. Way to go, Team Rubicon. So that way, donors feel like their immediate response was needed, and that the long-term recovery is there, and that their dollar was spent in a really beautiful way. I also love how they communicate very heavily via email and text. You know, when a disaster strikes, everyone is just getting online. They're either getting on social, they're texting each other. So they text photos from the field. They create multi-channel touch points so you can find out where the information is and how you can link up to either volunteer or give. And I just love that they have this concept around the gray shirts. If you know Team Rubicon, like that is kind of their signature brand is the gray shirt is the volunteer. And so they really uplift and share the story of the power of the volunteer through the gray shirts. And those are the people who are delivering, empowering the mission. Way to go team Rubicon.
0: And can we pause and think of compared to old days, this much access, this much information, this much feel good is going to somebody that may be given 20 bucks a month.
1: And just think they didn't do any of the old uh, channels that are that were normative for us, which yeah. is, okay, we're going to put together this email. It's going to go through three people. Then marketing is going to look at it and the CEO is going to, no, you don't have time for that. Yeah. They are literally and vulnerably and authentically showing up to say, this is ac- exactly what it is. And guess what? It's resonating in a massive way. They're raising multi-millions every single year.
0: Go Team Rubicon. And I love the name, the support squad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So the next one I want to lift is Movember. It's November time is almost here. Do you have here, your mustache? <laughs> so Movember is so powerful. I love them because they don't think of themselves as a nonprofit. They just came up in an innovative era to where they're just building a movement. They're getting supporters from around the entire world. And they haven't been married to the fact that they're in control of their brand. And if you go back, we did a basic series last season, or was it this season? My goodness, my days are running together this season about mm-hmm. marketing and brand. And if you know, you know, the bedrock of that discussion is that what is a brand? It's what others are saying about you. It's not what you say about you. That was our old school definition. You know, that it's the, this exact definition right now. It's what are people saying about you at the water cooler? What are they saying to their friends and family? That's your actual brand. And Movember does a really powerful thing because they make a toolkit available and accessible because they're all powered by crowdfunding. They're all powered by word of mouth movements. And so they create a very accessible toolkit so people can share and tell their own story tell their own personal reason why they would want to get involved with Movember and running a campaign, and they're totally good with it. That's what I love. You know, they include a voice style guide as part of it and a brand style guide if you want to like try to marry those things. But if you just want to grab a logo and put it on your Facebook, they want you to do that, right? It's just, I love the camaraderie that it has and the ability for things to go viral because if you want it to go viral, that means you can't control it. And you got to
1: share it. You got to
0: share it. Yeah. I
1: think that's the thing that we're saying today. If you get nothing from this, don't try to control, just try to share it. So I want to give one last case study example with DC kitchen, and we absolutely love Robert Egger. He is one of the most brilliant minds, I think, in the nonprofit sector. He was episode 152. And the D.C. Kitchen is just an amazing nonprofit. It's nationally recognized as a community kitchen, and they recycle food from around Washington, D.C., and they use it as a tool to train unemployed adults as they develop work skills while they're providing thousands of meals for people around the city. And so Robert, who is just so passionate about food security, always says, share what you know. And he was such an evangelist for this. They would share frameworks that they had figured out. They would share knowledge. They would have partnerships. And I love that one of the things he brought up was he would go to government officials and he would advocate for things to be um, easier, the process to be easier, so that they could get their goods and, and procure these food more easily. And I and I love one of his quotes. I want to share it here. He says, a lot of the work that I do now is to help food programs work with their city councils or their legislators to change their procurement policies. Because if it's an even playing field, then any mayor in any town is going to want to invest the profits back into their city. He figured out that secret sauce, and now he's trying to share that with cities everywhere who are dealing with food insecurity, which is basically every city in America. So share what you know. If you learn something, give it to your sector. Give it to the nonprofits in your area, and let's help escalate and elevate all of our mission delivery.
0: I mean, I love him. I love that example. And it's the perfect segue as we kind of round up this conversation, going to some pro tips. This is something that you, everybody can apply and Hey, I'm going to throw this challenge down and it's hard to listen, sit there listening to what you just said, Becky, and not feel even more inspired about this point, but it's incumbent. We feel like it's our responsibility to be sharing what we're learning. This, if you care about changing the world for whatever cause you find yourself showing up for that you feel a burden to lean into, if you're not actively sharing to help grow that impact or grow the ripple or share some breakthrough that you've had in your community, like what a missed opportunity. We've never been more connected. Mm -hmm. We've never been more hungry for what works right now that you know, lean into those platforms. Each of us have something that we can share and it's up to you to really do that. I want, I have to give our friends over at new story, a big pat on the back.
1: I love that you're sharing the story, yeah, by the way. I
0: mean, Sarah Lee came in on the podcast this season. She's their chief operating officer. She kind of came up through the organization too. has worn a lot of hats and I know getting ready for their interview, we knew that they had this really beautiful monthly giving program. If you go to their website, News Stories got the most beautiful website for sure. <laughs> and the work that they do is some of the most innovative on the planet. Fast Company always lists them as one of the most innovative nonprofits. In 3D the, in printing
1: the world. of a house. Who could have ever conceived that? Yeah. Wait, that's the most innovative so thing. So
0: it would be very easy for Sarah to show up on the podcast and just hang on those laurels. And we would have doted for mm-hmm. hours because truly we think it's an incredible mission. But you know what she did? She humbled herself. She checked her ego at the door and she's like, I'm glad it looks like we have our act together on that monthly giving program because let me tell you the story of what really happened. And I won't fill, you know, spill the whole beans here because you can go back and listen if you're interested. But I just think there is such a superpower to not have ego and to be willing to share openly, you know. I hope that comes through in how we show up on this podcast because if not, let it be clear, we do not have it all figured out. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> you know, but, but we're, we're trying to day. authentically show up and lift stories that matter and lift um what seems to be working so you can replicate it and I hope you would join us in that.
1: And I think the next pro tip is really helpful and it's about lifting other voices at your organization and this is about sharing the mic. If you're the executive director and you have an entire team, how often are you bringing your team members into board meetings and allowing them to showcase the good work that they're doing? You know, when you have meetings with donors, are you bringing anyone in, are you bringing, not just, you know, if you work at healthcare, you're not bringing just the doctor or the CEO. Have you ever considered bringing in a nurse who is at the bedside talking to their patients, learning and understanding what they need? If we can share the microphone and lift other voices of the organization, the organization becomes richer. Mm. Donors feel more connected because they know more people at the organization. They see passion elevated at every single level. Share the mic. And I would also put out like a pro-level challenge to you. Maybe share your seat. We hear this a lot within board members um, or in board teams. If all of your board is all Caucasian (laughs) all male, it may be a time for you to share your seat or possibly even give up your seat to someone who is someone of color, um, maybe a female, maybe it's a young professional, but we need different people on our board that look at, like the missions we are trying to serve. And it may mean that you're going to have to share a little bit of the space that you have or possibly even give it up. That is a challenge to you today.
0: Okay, we've shared on prior weeks that to really do all of these things well, we have to lean into the power of tech. And we have to lean into the power of automation if we're going to show everybody that we all matter and to know about individual nuance of everybody. But part of that is putting your data in. If you really are intent on sharing, you've got to share that information that you know about your donors or about the organizations that you're working with, because it empowers your entire team. It allows you as an organization to speak with one voice and to keep people from stepping in it, if you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, I do know what you mean. And (laughs) I've been there and I'm sure many of us that are listening right now, have been there too. And I think we've kind of said this point, but I want to reiterate it. You need to share updates with your team, positive and especially the negative ones. I know it's not um, always the easiest thing to hear really negative news about your organization or about some of your beloved donors, but we need to know the positive and the negatives of what's going on. So we got to collate our voices and our knowledge so that we can all move together in one direction that is best for the organization and best for our donors that we're serving.
0: Okay. And then Let's end with this. You've got to share the load with your volunteers. We've talked a lot about rabid fans of your organization. There's people more than ever, that want to pour into things that matters to them, that's purpose-filled. So look around and find ways to share the work, share the love. This is an opportunity to bring more people in, to engage them in a new way at your mission, open up new volunteer opportunities, and hint, it is a huge cultivation opportunity to get to know people, to get to have other voices at the table, and find future leaders or find future staff members that may just fall in love with getting to do the work.
1: Oh my gosh, can you imagine just like a Gen Zer asking them to come and be a, a volunteer on the stewardship committee and they could whip out those videos, like super cute videos, thanking donors and what a great human element. There is so much potential in so much. the use of rabid fans. Hope it's something that you look at. So, okay, we have split our cookie. Bring directly in half. We are sharing with you all. And we really hope that this challenge to kind of level up, share your information, share your communication, share your vision, share. Sharing is caring.
0: It is. Thanks for being here.
1: Hey friends. Thanks so much for being here. Did you know we create a landing page for each podcast episode with helpful links, freebies, and even shareable graphics. Be sure to check it out at the link in this episode's description. You probably hear it in our voices, but we love connecting you with the most innovative people to help you achieve more for your mission than ever before. We'd love for you to join our good community. It's free and you can think of it as the after party to each podcast episode. You can sign up today at weareforgood.com backslash hello. One more thing. If you loved what you heard today, would you mind leaving us a podcast rating and review? It means the world to us and your support helps more people find our community. Thanks, friends. I'm our producer, Julie Comfer, and our theme song is Sunray by Remy Borsboom.